Mean O'Lion Media presents the Safe Conversations with Kevin Waits podcast. Hey, what's up, everybody? It's Kevin Waits again, and welcome to a new episode of Safe Conversation, where we unpack our bags and we talk about our differences. We talk about things that we have in common. We talk about everything. Uh, nothing's off the table with the hopes that we can all find a way to move forward together. Uh, before we get started uh, with today's show, I do uh, just want to send a shout out and do a moment of silence for those. Everybody heard about the school shooting in Nashville. And I want to do a moment of silence for everyone who was impacted by that. So we'll now have a moment of silence. All right. Well, thank you for that. Uh, you know, we're praying for our young people and, and, and everybody involved in Nashville and all around the country. There's so much going on. Uh, and which makes this conversation today and, and this guest, it, it just makes it all timely. You know, what, who, I, who we're going to talk to today is a, a black father, an African-American father. And we're going to dive in and talk about, you know, the ups and downs of raising a black son today and, and just keep it real and just talk it out because it's 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 an issue for everybody but i think sometimes our young black men are are are, are really challenged on, on a different level so i'm happy to welcome a friend today i'm happy to welcome greg nesbitt aka g wiz greg thanks for coming on man thank you for having me kev uh appreciate you having me on today man it's a pleasure i'm a follower of your show uh you're doing a real good job i just wanted to congratulate you on starting your show and, and keeping it going. Well, I appreciate that, man. Like I said, you know, uh, we, you know, this platform, Greg, really is all about just creating a safe space for people to be able to come and talk about issues. You know what I'm saying? And, and the issue again, uh, you know, that I, that I wanted to talk to about, talk to you about today is just the challenge of raising a son, a black son, uh, you know, during this, this day and time with so much going on, but let's start off by you. I know who you are, right? But let's start off by you just telling the listening audience about, about yourself, your family, your background and your education. So, yeah, um, I'm Greg Nesbitt. I'm a, uh, I work for international paper here in Georgetown County. I've been with them of uh, 29 I'm sorry, 25 years. Uh, uh, my family is based here in Georgetown, born and raised here. And, uh, you know, uh, I have left here and went to uh, Morris Brown College. I spent two years uh, there with, uh, with the uh, Morris Brown Concert Choir and Marching Band uh, and, and then left there and Spent uh, four years in, in New York with a uh, record label, uh, Uptown MCA, and uh, was able to uh, do some good things there And, and before I worked my way back here. So I'm married to a young lady here from, from the same area, and uh, we have been raising our family here in Georgetown for 20 years and enjoying every minute of it. Uh, and uh, so that's pretty much it about me. Um, yeah. Okay. Well, cool. I appreciate you. That's what I'm talking about. A homeboy. <laughs> I love it. So, Greg, man, I, you know, you 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 have a son and a daughter, correct? Correct. All right. And so, uh, how has it been specifically raising a son during such? Volatile times, you know, just thinking about the past 10 years. How old is your son now? My son is 14. 14. Okay. So mm-hmm. the past 10 years, you know, the, the the tragedy at Mother Emanuel, the pandemic, the challenges surrounding that, uh, you know, an insurrection, uh, the murder of Walter Scott, the murder of George Floyd, and now the murder of Tyree Nichols, school shootings, right? Uh, mm-hmm. Latest being Nashville, racial tensions a- a- across the country, cyberbullying, and everything else. You know, what I'm saying that that our kids have to go through. How has it been as a dad raising a black son? Yes, sir. Uh, you know, that's been quite a challenge. Quite the challenge with everything going on, uh, and, and and specifically, man, the uh, pandemic. Uh, that was different for everybody. I'm quite sure. But I, I tell you what, I, you know, sometimes we like, uh, we have the blueprint for everything 
you know, we know what's going to happen. You know, we kind of follow our parents when we raise any children. Uh, however, I don't think anybody had the blueprint for what we do <laughs> during a time like that. Yeah. So uh, these kids were out of school, in and out, in and out, and uh, trying to keep him busy. Uh, he wanted to have company. You know, uh, he's a kid. Yeah. You know, wanted wanted to have company, but uh, of course, couldn't do that. Uh, couldn't go out uh, and uh, do some of the things that he loved. Uh, go to the beach, and so that was that was difficult trying to keep him occupied, keep his headspace right. 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 You know? Wow. So let me ask you this. Do you find yourself as a father struggling to answer some of the, the tough questions that that your son may ask you today? Definitely. Uh, like I said before, man, uh, you know, there are there are things that we just don't have a blueprint for uh, that's happening in our society today that didn't happen uh, prior to. You know, uh, sometimes you can reach back in your bag uh, from your childhood and come up with a good answer to give your children. Uh, so so it's difficult uh, because there's so many new uh, things being introduced today, uh, social media and uh, things happening in the world that just never happened before. Uh, mass shootings. And uh, so, you know, there are questions that he's been asking. And I try my best to give them answers, you know, and, and I, I always take it back to a biblical uh, foundation okay. and uh, try to give it to him that way. And uh, he may not understand initially, but, you know, uh, that thing has a way of bringing itself into uh, into the light later on in life sometimes. But you got to give it to him. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Mm hmm. Yeah, so definitely. Definitely. I'll tell you, uh, you know, a challenge I had was, um, you know, talking to my son about, you know, when we were coming up. Right. <laughs> the big the big conversation, you know, the talk for us was about the birds and the bees, you know, what I'm saying or sex, you know, what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. But, mm -hmm. you know, we know that these kids today, man, they know more, they know more than we don't. You know what I'm saying? I mean, they know more. They really do. They are plugged in with, with you know, with, with Google and social media. These kids are aware of what's going on, right? I, I remember talking to my son about what to do if you're stopped by law enforcement. Of course, you mm -hmm. know, I, I, I was in law enforcement. And uh, and so, I, you know, I remember having that conversation with him. And, hey, you do this, you do this. You put your hands here. You you make sure that your your documents are, are, are you know, an advisor above your head so you don't have to reach in the glove box. Um, you, you turn your light on as soon as you stop so that officer can see in the vehicle. You be respectful. I don't care if you don't feel like you're doing anything wrong. You be respectful. You, you know, we don't have court on the side of the road. You know, if mm -hmm. you've done wrong, We'll deal with it later. We'll file a claim. We'll deal with it later. Right. So you have that conversation and then you watch TV and you see uh, <laughs> a situation like Tyree Nichols. Right. Where it, it appeared that he did what he was supposed to do. It didn't appear that he was a threat. You know what I'm saying? But I guess what I'm saying, Greg, is, I, you know, I tell my son all of these things and then this happens. And he's looking at me with his shoulder shrug, like, okay, so what now? Right. You see what I'm saying? And and, right. and Greg, I don't I don't I don't have the answer for that. You know what I'm saying? I, I mean, I I don't have the answer for that. Um, and so do you do you struggle with things like that too? Definitely. Definitely. I mean, there is no real good answer. Yeah. I, I, and I and and I find I I, I find like I had this conversation with a friend of mine and uh you know like i said before man i mean I'll, I'll keep going back to this i mean the blueprint is not there you yeah. know we are as parents actually slightly ill-equipped to, to, to really deal with some of the new new things that are going on you know mm -hmm. this is really new and it's like okay i i'm really it's really touch and go but yeah. you you know you stay in the fight you give what you can give and like I said you know you take it you take it biblical when whenever you can uh, you know throw some good philosophy in their heads yeah and uh, to keep them going but it's yeah that's tough can you can you think of three things that your son has to deal with today that you didn't have to deal with when you were a kid three things 
Hmm, that's a good one. Well, I would say, uh, you know, getting into a fight as mm-hmm. a child. Mm-hmm. I remember, man, we would get into a fight, and it was part of your manhood, actually. You know, and, and growing up in the neighborhood to uh, establish yourself as as uh, you could defend yourself if right. if need be, you know. And uh, I believe you could establish yourself and get into it with a fella and, you know, jack him up a little bit. And, and you know, we from South Carolina, man. You know, you, you give, him, give him a good slam. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that was it. <laughs> hey, he didn't want to bother you no more. That was it. I ain't heard that in a minute. Uh, you yeah, slam, man, you give me a slam. <laughs> slam him one time, yeah. You slam him, and you know, hey, man, you know, pretty much that was it. But not these days. Uh, you got to worry about uh, that not being the end to it. Mm-hmm. You know, after if if you go that far, you know, it could be gun violence. Uh, you could have the cameras come out and record the whole fight, and now that's living with him and bothering him. So now he's withdrawn and having social. Uh, uh, discrepancies and, and and crippled social uh, movement just because of that, you know, just because yeah. of of the recording of the fight, you know, that definitely, uh, yeah, we didn't have to deal with that. No, we know? didn't, Greg. I mean, as you were talking about that, you know, I thought about a guy. Man, we were best. We ended up being best friends on a on a Monday. We got in a fight <laughs> <laughs> at the bus stop in the morning. Man, we got in a fight, and by the end of the week, we were friends and ended up being best friends. You know what I'm saying? It, it, wow. and, and I get your point. It's almost like uh, young folks today can't let things go to a certain degree. Right. You know what I'm saying? It's, it, it's, it's just got to, somebody, somebody's always got to have the last say or the last hit or the last whatever, man. Kids just don't let things go, you know? And um, so I agree with you. On, I, I agree with you on that, man. Um, just getting in the regular scuffles or dis- disagreements as kids you know mm-hmm. and i've even seen it where today modern times um kids get into it next thing you know mom's house gets shot shot shoot up yeah you know, there you and go and that is way way out of bounds from where we came from you know what i'm saying that is way out of bounds there you go uh, didn't so have to worry about that didn't have to worry about that man mm-hmm. wow Wow. So I just had to jump in on that, man, because I totally agree. That's that's one thing. What, what are a couple other things that uh, that we didn't have to deal with that you see um, your son and other kids having to deal with today? Yeah, well, I would say it's uh, uh, peer pressure, extreme peer pressure. Mm. There was always some peer pressure there. I mean, we were coming up. Uh, we did things, you know, you know, we followed along the trends and everything like that. But you think about today's time with the children being on social media and it be so driven, I mean, and, and it's so driven to, hey, you know, they're following trends yeah. and really don't, I mean, they don't have a, they don't have a good choice to say, yeah. I'm going to be so different to, you know, I'm going to just, I'm not going to follow none of the trends. Right. You know, that's, that's very hard it in the day hard. of Snapchat and the day of, of Instagram and, and, and you got the stars that are on there and, you know, showing you what they got and, yeah. and and what they, you know, big cars and money and all this. And uh, so, you know, it does something to, to the, to the kids' minds and they want to, they want to follow that. They want to be somewhere in the realm of that. Yeah. And uh, if you're not, oh, you know, you know, Kev, you, you had things like, uh, I think we had Adidas mm-hmm. and we had uh, the shoes came out. And we would wear those sneakers and everything, but it wasn't really a big, big thing, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but I find my boy, boy, if I try to get that boy here, I'll try to get him some uh, New Balance. Mm-hmm. I said, "Want some nice New Balance?" You don't he want, ain't want no, no. You don't, you don't want that. You don't that want ain't that. That's old man stuff, yeah. that. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Um, but but. That's a small piece of it, but you know, I see that they really have the challenge of, of extreme peer pressure due to uh, the internet uh, and the social media uh, yeah. lifestyles that are out there for them to follow along to. You know, yeah. Um, I wouldn't say that we, you know, were sheltered because I don't think we were sheltered, but we just—I don't think we just had it. We didn't have that much stuff, man. You know. 
just in our faces. You know what I'm saying? The peer pressure, you know, that you're talking about for real was, uh, you know, just keeping it real. It was, hey, take a drink of this beer, right? Or let's cut school, you know, or, you know, surrounding sex, you know what I'm saying? Peer pressure to have sex, you know what I'm saying? Th- right. Things, things like that. But man, today, it, it's 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 like I don't know. It's almost like it's on steroids. I remember when my and I won't say the name of the school, but my daughter I went to middle school. She went left elementary school, went to middle school. She came home, and of course she's she's grown now. But this happened. She says, uh, "Daddy, um, you know today, uh, uh, you know one of my classmates asked me about sex. So I looked at him. Like, what what do you mean? What you know? Am I having sex yet? And I'm like, what? You know, I'm thinking, is this in middle school? And she said, on top of that, um, my friends were asking me, who was I with? I said, what do you mean? What do you, what do you mean? She said, red or blue. Mm. Right. So I knew where she was going with it, but I'm I'm, I'm kind of playing along. And play. I said, what, what do you mean, red or blue? Blood or Crips? And I'm like, what? I'm, I, I, I couldn't believe it. And, you know, luckily, you know, she she decided, she said, you know, I don't I don't know if uh if this school is the right school for me, you know what I'm saying? And we ended up transferring her to another school and she really thrived in, in that culture and environment. But a lot of kids can't do that. You know what I'm saying? And and, and so they're, mm-hmm. they're stuck in that situation, having to deal with stuff, man. And, and, you know, so, so I, I, I totally agree, man. The, the peer pressure today I can only imagine is unreal and right there in your face like every day like it's almost like your son plays basketball so we know a lot about basketball it's almost like peer pressure today is like a full court press right would you agree right exactly exactly from the the time you wake up to the time you lay back down you it's on you it's on you it's in your face on tiktok instagram snapchat facebook they say only uh old people use facebook now but all those social media platforms (laughs) man it's like all up on you in your face Constantly, that's, so, right. that's and it's crazy. So I, I could only imagine. I could only definitely hard on them, man. Definitely hard on them. Yeah, yeah, uh-huh. yeah. So, what? What about one more thing? Uh, okay, one more. I, I was thinking about uh, what you just said, and I piggyback off of it actually. Uh, gang influence that uh, we didn't have to yeah. deal with that. Uh, another thing is uh, the, the drugs. Uh, uh, the the types of drugs that is. Uh, this heightened types of drugs and and and, and the way it's out there, uh, and and the strength of it, you know, uh, if they were to be experimenting, uh, and the whole vape thing, you think about that, mm. you know, we had cigarettes uh, that were there. Uh, I can remember uh, cigarettes weren't wasn't a big sport. When I was young and a teenager, at least in my circle, that is, and uh, you could smell if somebody was smoking, you know, teacher got got a guy, hey, man, he's smoking. Oh, you got a pack of Marlboros over there and you you literally could get caught. But this vape thing. Yeah. You know, they've got it to where these kids could just, you know, disguise it. And and, and it's easier to uh, hide from a parent, which is which is. A playground for a child, you know what I'm saying? Oh, they into that. They can hide this. You gotta catch me yeah. in the act. You can't just smell me anymore, you know. Yeah. And uh so yeah, that that as well. And of course, uh, you know, sexual influence, just like you said. Yeah. yeah. You know, I, I think that's out there definitely that we didn't deal with. Uh is is it is that's always gonna be there. Mm-hmm. Don't get mm-hmm. me wrong. Uh that's the fact of life and it's gonna be there. But uh just the influence, man. It's just the way to our young men and our young ladies are addressing that issue and, and going out there and, you know, kind of half-dressed. You had a few half-dressed girls when I was coming up. Yeah. You know, I ain't going to say we did. Right. We had a couple of girls that dressed <laughs> right. provocatively. You know? Right. But that key word is couple. Yeah. You know, yeah. <laughs> it's a lot more of that nowadays than when I was coming up. Yeah, a lot more than that. And the same thing when I was a little young, young man, you know, I think we had a habit of uh, grabbing your crotch. Mm-hmm. Remember, the, remember the old grabbing the crotch? You yeah. walk around yeah. with the grabbing. I don't know what that was, but we right. follow that little trend. Uh, and, uh, but uh, now is that pants off the butt? Mm. You know, and uh, I don't, I don't understand that one. I don't understand it either. Um, I really. Don't. But you know, 
I think a lot of times and, and, and you, know, t- you know, we all talk to people all the time. And one thing I always hear, and it's a couple of things because you made me think about something, too. Uh, a couple of things when I when you're talking, I'm going to share with you. But mm-hmm. one thing is, is, is I hear people say all the time, what is wrong with these kids? What's wrong with <laughs> these kids, man? These kids lost. These kids mixed up. And, and Greg, I listen and, you know. Every now and then, I, you know, I'll get in a deep, I'm in a situation where I can get in a deep conversation with somebody. And I said, have you ever thought about this or considered this? I said, the kids hadn't changed. Mm. They, they push the envelope, right? They see as far as they can go. You know what I'm saying? They see, they, they feel out their parameters. You know what I'm saying? But the kids hadn't really changed. Kids do what we as adults and parents allow them to now. Yes, are they going to sneak and do things? But but I'm talking about the foundation, right? That's right. And 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 Greg, in my opinion, the kids are 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 the byproduct today of, I wouldn't say bad parenting, but I'll say a lack of parenting. And and I think we we throw a lot of money in into programs for kids, which is which is wonderful, which is wonderful. Every little bit helps. But mm-hmm. when's the last time you heard about a strong or solid parenting program. Mm. They help parents cope with issues kids deal with. You know what I'm saying? To help parents be parents, to help the kids who are becoming parents early today grow up and do the things. You know what I'm saying? Going back to that roadmap and that template that you talked about. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. We, we need, I'm telling you, man, we need more, we need more solid and strong parenting programs to help show parents how to be parents. You know what I'm saying? Because right. I'm telling you, man, some, you know, I sit and I listen and I watch and some of the kids, they talk to their parents like they're on the same level. You know what I mean? That's they're on right. the same level. They drinking with their kids. They smoking with their kids. Or if they're not, hey, just get out of my face. Don't bother me. Go. And the kids go and do what they want to do. No, no responsibility, no parameters, no nothing. And, and then we look back when something happens and we say, well, what's wrong with the kids? And again, to my point, to my point, I don't think it's the kids, man. I think we need I think we need stronger parenting programs to help parents uh, to set them up to be successful, to be good parents, man. Because I I think that's that's what kids want, whether we realize it or not. When we were kids, you know, what I'm saying I used to get mad at my parents because I couldn't do what I wanted to do. I had to street light came on. I had to be in the house. Didn't matter what time it was. I couldn't do what I do. But I tell you what, I'm happy that I couldn't do what I wanted to do. I got friends uh, who end up going to prison. I got friends who got killed in the streets, you know, over uh, all kind of things, man. So I'm yeah, happy. Right. I thank my parents. Uh, man, I thought my mom used to work for the CIA. I was like, what? Said, hey, <laughs> Kevin, you, you taking out Cynthia? T- you taking Cynthia to the movies? Yes, ma'am. And she'd be like, well, okay, what's what's her mom's name? And I'm like, mom, well, why you got to know that? She said, because I have to know if... Mm-hmm. You want to go on this date. I need her mom's name and her number. And my mom would literally pick up the phone and she would call, hey, I'm Kevin's mom. He told me he's taking Cynthia to the movies. I just wanted to make sure you was okay with that and talk. You know, that's how it was, Greg. That's right. And if I didn't go along with that, I couldn't move. That's right. Hey, man. And I've seen it. Things happen. Kids go missing or something happens and parents don't even know where they, they don't even know. They don't even know, man. And and uh, so that's one thing. The other thing you were talking about, and and you were talking about drugs and how prevalent they are today, and how you know potent they are. There's fentanyl out there that can kill you if you touch it. You know what I'm saying? I mean, and right. and, and laced in marijuana and, and other drugs. Um, but uh, as you were talking about that, I was thinking about my dad mm-hmm. and how you know I, my mom used to always be on my case. Hey, get it, do your schoolwork and stay out them girls' face. It's what she would always say, right? Yeah, right? So I remember a young lady gave me her phone number and uh and I rolled it up because I'm you know I'm, I know I'm going home. Let me hide, go ahead and hide this. And I don't want my mama to see this number. I ain't gonna have it out in the open. So I rolled it up and I threw it in my in my drawer, dresser drawer, matter of fact, where I used to keep my socks. Mm-hmm. And so my dad, mechanic by trade, he would go in my in my socks drawer sometime and get some tube socks. Well, he goes in there and he sees this piece of paper rolled up, right? I get home from school. He's sitting on my bed in the room. I walk in. I'm like, oh, I'm thinking to myself, oh, hell, what? You know, I, I don't even know what I did. You know what I mean? He's sitting mm. there and he says, Kevin. And my dad, calm man. He, you know, didn't raise his voice, always soft spoken. But I could tell something, 
something was going on. He said, hey, let me tell you something, man. And he held up that piece of paper. And he said, if I catch you taking drugs, and I said, daddy, he said, just listen. Mm. He said, if I catch you taking drugs, I'm going to kill you. I'm I'm telling you, I'm going to just go ahead and kill you myself because if you out here, you strung out on drugs, you're going to be breaking into people's houses, breaking into their cars. Somebody going to kill you. If you strung out, you're going you're gonna to be fighting the police or doing something you shouldn't be doing. They, he said, man, I love you so much. I might as well just go. If you taking drugs, I might as well just kill you myself. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and I never forget it. So he goes off and he, you know, and he finally stops and I get a chance to say something. And, and, and so what do I say? I'm, I'm trying to set the register. I'm like, daddy, that's not a joint. It's a phone number. I was just hiding it because, you know, mom always on my case about, you know, girls <laughs> and that. And you know what he said? Did you hear what I said? Wow. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And that was the end of that. So one thing that's missing today is, is I don't think young people, man, especially a lot of our young sons, they're not afraid, Greg. They're not afraid. There you go. When my dad told me that. I'm 51 years old and I have never, ever in my life tried any kind of drug. I was, I would, when he told me what he, what he told me, I believed him. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm That's like, right. I mean, That's even right. though, it, you know, the whole thing about it being a phone number and me telling, he's like, did you hear what I said? Mm-hmm. It's stuck. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I think today that part. Is missing because a lot, you know, a lot of the kids aren't they, not so much afraid, but but respect, right? But I think right. it, I think again, it goes back to the parenting game needing to be stepped up and leveled up. Right, right. In, in that in that same in that same avenue, right there. One of the things I, I tell you, and I keep going back to this. One of the things we had to do is in, in parenting is not have other people, would you let other people raise your kids? Would you send them down the street to a random neighbor that you don't know yeah. and just say, I'm dropping my son off, leave a note, say, I'm dropping my son off, I'm going to let you, uh, just, just raise him for about three years for me. Yeah. Let me see how it turned out. Right. You wouldn't do that. Yeah. We let these kids go buck wild, tear loose on this internet. I'm telling you, I see it. Yeah, Man, you got this people on the internet raising your children. Yeah. Giving them their philosophies and and then you trying to tell them one thing, they don't want to hear you. They don't want to hear you. They don't hear you sound. You sound just like what the person on the internet told him you was going to sound like. Yeah. You know, yeah. you sound square. And then that makes your job very, very hard now to control your situations with the children. Yeah. yeah. You know, or, or just, you know, all of the other things that go with it. But 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 that little bit right there. Yeah. You know, yeah. Yeah. That wow. little bit. So, so you know, that's funny because because that's a segue uh, in, in, into my next question. And my next question is, is, is knowing how many distractions that are out there for young for kids in general, but specifically for young uh, black men. Knowing the, the distractions out there, we talked about them the, from the drugs to the internet to the you know all, everything, man. How do you how do you keep your son's a basketball player, correct? Right. As a as a parent, how do you keep this 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 young, athletic, intelligent student athlete focused with everything going on? How do you keep them focused? Right. Um. We keep structure in the house uh, and we keep them busy as well uh, uh, when I say structure uh, rules uh, Austin's not on the uh, Xbox he has okay. an Xbox mm-hmm. hadn't been on the Xbox in two years Okay, uh, he would have a little attitude when he got beaten or Right. Or was on there too long. Mama said, get off. He want to have a little attitude. It was strange. It was kind of odd. I'm like, what's going on with this boy? Mama said, no Xbox. Uh, so Xbox went. Yeah. Uh, structure. Mm-hmm. Uh, he he's, he's got, We teach our son how to speak to people. I taught him how to shake hands, how to look a man in the eye, different things like that. Structure. Uh, uh, when you get out here cursing, you see these kids cursing in front of grown folk. You yes. know, uh, you know, that's just bad, you know, but 
I keep him in line with that. Uh, 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 I, he doesn't listen to rap music. Uh, mm-hmm. When I say rap music, that means the explicit, uh, violent rap music. Right. He ain't allowed to listen to that or recite it. You know, uh, not not allowed to. to I, I don't let him do shoot imaginary pistols. Big right. thing in my house. Yeah. No, no putting up no imaginary pistols or middle fingers and sagging pants. Uh, and, and hoodies in my house. My nephews know, all of them know they don't come in here and wear no hoodies in my house. Right. So that's what I'm saying when I say structure, because we come from structure. Yeah. You know, it was my, my grandmother had rules. My mom had rules. We followed those rules because we were afraid, yeah. you know, of, of we would be honored our mother and father, like the Bible right. said. Yeah. Uh, and uh, as well as that, uh, I keep him busy. Mm-hmm. And, uh, uh, you know, uh, he does things with uh, optimism and preventive services. Uh, uh, Georgetown County Youth Academy basketball, uh, track and field. He stays in that. He's running with that. Uh, he's got a, a basketball trainer. So he's back and forth up and down the road. And he's got a basketball trainer. His basketball trainer prays before practice and after practice. Very good young man we found. Uh, Austin does graphics as well. He, he found some guys on the internet that he liked to do uh, graphics with and some of the guy friends from his school and they do uh, internet uh, YouTube banners and uh, yeah uh, logos and things wow. of that such a sort and uh, I paid a little $10 subscription for his little, little graphics and uh, you know of course yeah. I've got graphics thing as well but he gets on there and he sells and he wants me to set him up a Fiverr account and mm-hmm. He want to use my fiber account on, I, and I said you need to, you need to, you need, you got to build up your own fiber account, and you right. can't come over here and destroy my my customers. You gonna be right. slacking and everything. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> but uh, then uh, also he, we always keep him busy. Uh, he, he likes to make music. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know he's very good with the drums and he, he plays the horn as well in band. And so he makes beats in the house and he'll come back here and make a beat and then little things like that to keep him busy. So and, uh, mm-hmm. Rick, I, I, I just I just gotta stop you. So cause I, I don't I don't wanna glaze over that, right? <laughs> I don't wanna glaze over that. You said he likes to make music and, and I love what you were talking about, man, in terms of keeping them keeping them busy and having that structure, because that's important. You know, they say uh what what's the saying? Uh idle time is the devil's workshop. Right. That's right. So we got it. We got to keep these kids busy. But you said he likes to make music. Mm-hmm. Now, did, is that something that he just stumbled upon or, or did he did he get that hobby from somebody, you know, you know, where, where does that come from? Yeah, that would come from his whole family here and definitely okay. me. OK, 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 OK. Then we we didn't talk too, too much about, you know, how deep you are in the music, but. But you're pretty deep in the music, so that's awesome, man. That that uh, that that you know you that that influence kind of mm-hmm. kind of sprinkled on them. Now, those are some healthy habits that you talked about. Very healthy yeah. habits. And that's awesome, man. But I agree. You know, um, many many kids. You know, when they when they talk about uh, being a latchkey kid, right? They 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 talk about the fact that you know, from the time you get out of school to the time you go to bed, you on your own. You know what I'm saying? And, 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 you know, so often it's talked about in a negative sense. And all latchkey kids don't end up bad or in a negative situation. You know what I'm saying? Some kids, you know, they have responsibility and know what it is and they do what they got to do. But I think it is really important, like you said, to give kids, y'all young people, especially our young black men, structure and, and make sure that they have healthy hobbies. Healthy hobbies. That's right. That's important, man. That's, That's really right. Important. Yeah. Yeah. So how important is it for you to keep the lines of communication open between you and your son? Mm hmm. Very, very important. Um, very important. Uh, um, us has always been good about talking to me. Uh, of course, right around 13, 12 area. Well, uh, he got a little bit more private and you know that's to be expected and i'll give him a little bit more privacy um in that area but uh you have to keep it open it's very important to especially in the adolescence 
area of, of between 12 and, and 17 uh, when they start, you know, smelling themselves, how your mama say, you're smelling yourself and everything. And uh, so so it's very important. But what, what I found was he would pull back just a tad. Mm-hmm. And I found myself struggling just a tad to get a good conversation out of him, man. We'd be riding. Hey, man, what's going on? How was school? Good one word answers, man. You know, <laughs> what, what happened here? You know, not right. much, you know. And I'm like, man, boy, you would talk, man. You got to talk. So I found out me telling him to talk to me wasn't going to make him talk to me. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. what I would do was plug into his passion. Yeah. And then that, that would always pry open the door for me to ask anything I wanted to after I plug into the passion. Yeah. Like, Boy, you saw that game last night. Da, 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 da. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh, daddy, he a bum. Well, why do you think he a bum? And then he starts talking. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then now, now, then trick your butt. Now you're going to give me some good conversation that I needed to have. <laughs> and uh, that's my buddy, though. I, I love him to death, man. I love him to life. Um, and, and, and that's a way to uh, definitely keep keep the conversation going, plug into their passion, talk about what they want to talk about. And then you can, you know, delve down into what you need to talk about. And, and you, you have a better way of keeping it, uh, keeping it open. Uh, when it comes time for him to get into more serious uh, things, uh, girls and life and things like that. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I like that. Plug into his passion. Yes, I like sir. that. Hey, that's a t-shirt, Greg. You need to go ahead. You need to go ahead and get that going, man. That's a t-shirt. <laughs> yeah. Plug into his passion. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And listen, you know, ask that question because I know I know how important it is, uh, just like you do, um, to keep that line of communication open between us as fathers and, and our sons. Um, you know, I had an experience. Um, I remember I was a junior in high school and I was going through something. And, you know, you know, I was, I was going through something and honestly, I didn't realize it, but you know, as a young person, I was depressed. I was depressed. And I think mm-hmm. I had, uh, I don't know if you got a chance to listen to Dr. Jessica Green last week, but we talked a lot about mental health, especially for young people. And uh, and I think that's that's an aspect with our young people that we really need to do a better job of following up on, man, to make sure they get what they need, because there's a lot of mental health issues floating around with our young folks that that are going unaddressed and, and and we see we're seeing every day the repercussions of of not addressing it but so I'm depressed I'm walking around man I come home the same thing you said I come home good evening <laughs> you know my parents hey how you doing I'm all right I go in the room close the door close the door I ain't saying nothing you know what I'm saying I would wait until they went to bed I hey my stomach would be growling I'm hungry I'm hungry as hell right I wait till they mm-hmm. go to bed wait them out then I'll go out and get something to eat I just I was going through something Mm-hmm. And this went on for a few months and I never, I never talked about it. I never talked about it. Mm. My report card come home. When, when you going through something, Greg, and you depressed, you think you can focus on school? No, I wouldn't focus. Yeah. So my grades dropped. Right. And so, you know, I'm at the point, you know, that's my dad's got a report card. He's like, man, what's what's up? This, 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 and you right here. Something's going on. What, what, what is it? What, what's going on? What can I, what can I help you with? And so I finally told him. And Greg, I remember more, more than I remember what I was going through, what I was depressed about. What I remember most was his reaction mm-hmm. and the pain that I saw in his face. Mm. And you know where that pain came from? It didn't come from what I had going on. It didn't come from the fact that I was depressed. It came from the fact that his son didn't feel comfortable enough to come and talk to him. Wow. That broke him. I remember it like it was yesterday. When I told him what was up, the look on his face, man, it was, it was, it was pain. It was hurt. You know what I'm saying? And it was because he said, well, First thing he said, well, why didn't you come to me? Mm-hmm. And I said, I didn't feel like I could. Right. There you go. Bro, yo, I, I remember it. I'm, I'm, it's bothering me just to even talk about it because I remember the look on his face. And the deal was, Greg, was during those times, you know, 
dad worked day shift. He was a mechanic. My mom worked graveyard. She she worked at the hospital and constantly moving. And, and all they did is work, 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 work. Great parents, man. Religious parents. Great foundation. But the time was different because it wasn't like, hey, we're going bowling Thursday night. You know what I'm saying? Oh, hey, fr- hey, Friday, we going, hey, we going to the movies. You getting popcorn or not? You know, it, Greg, we didn't have time for that. You know what I'm saying? They were busy trying to make ends meet and parenting. We, you know, we we the week would go by, we go to church, you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Sunday night, it was it was all ready to do it all over again. So I didn't feel at that time, just the the even though I had great parents, a great dad, I didn't feel the closeness that I should feel. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And again, that hurt him. I, I could see the pain in his face. And I remember saying to myself, I'm like, wow. I mean, I felt bad about it because I saw it. Mm-hmm. And I said to myself that day, I said, you know what? If I ever have kids, especially if I ever have a son, I'm going to find a way to connect with him. You know what I'm saying? And make sure that I'm not just dad, you know what I'm saying? Or his father, but I am also a friend in a respectful, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I'm your friend, but don't, don't, don't sleep. You know what I'm saying? Right. <laughs> if I need to tighten you up and get you where you need to be, I will, but at the same time, and, and what you said is so important, plugging into their passion. You see what I'm saying? And but again, you know what I'm saying? I remember seeing that pain in my dad's face, man, and I and I never wanted to experience that. So it it uh it helped me. I learned from that. And 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 I agree and I and I applaud on what you said. And I hope the listening audience, especially fathers out there, are listening, not just fathers, but everybody. If you're finding a way, if you're having problems connecting with your kids. Plug into their passion. Find out what they love. Just like Greg said, find out what they love. Find out what they're interested in. Let that be the segue. And once you get in, you'll be you'd be surprised what, what you can where you can go. So man, I, I I thank you for that, dude. I really do. Greg, what's one of the toughest conversations you ever had to have with your son? Wow. Toughest conversations. Well, it haven't been a whole lot of them. Um He's still coming out of there. He's 14. I would say one of the one of the toughest conversations was uh just explaining to my son once, whereas it was an organization that he wanted to be a part of. And uh it was a community organization that had a uh, multi age it was a group with, with with no age limit. So, you know, you, you, you deal with school organizations and you know you get the ninth graders or the fifth graders and and, and you know they 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 flock them together mm-hmm. this particular organization didn't have the rules of uh, uh the, the, the age to it my son at a certain age uh, i think he was about nine ten maybe but he was very impressionable i mean austin would pick up things from people and and, and bring it home in a second you know he was a very impressionable kid we noticed that so we would watch it well, uh, in that, uh, the organization didn't have any, uh, you know, he could be grouped up with some 17-year-olds, 20-year-olds, mm-hmm. uh, 25-year-olds for that fact. And uh, I had to tell him he wasn't going to be a part of it. Mm-hmm. And boy, this little fella, he took it so hard. It was mm-hmm. tough. It was a tough parenting moment. And I'm trying to tell him, hey, man, you know, don't want you to be influenced by people who are older than you. They may say things that you don't understand or you can't uh, rationalize and hash out with, with your little brain right now. We don't want you to be exposed to certain things right now. Yeah. And, of, and of course, you know, you're a kid, man. He ain't really understand what daddy's talking about. Mama talking about y'all just don't let me be a part of this organization. Yeah. And uh, it was very, very, very tough. Um but it was it was a moment where we had to be parents, and uh, and do what we had to do to to to, to keep things going, yeah, uh, and, and to get him the way he needed to be. Um, so that was pretty much the toughest. Yeah. Uh, right now, you know, uh, there's been some other moments, other things that he didn't take as hard, but he saw this organization, right. uh, out performing somewhere. Mm-hmm. And of course, he 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 was leaking, man. He was crying, you know. And uh, so it was very very hard, you know, to, to to have that. How long how long did it uh did it take him to get over that? It took him about I would say six seven months. 
Wow. That it lasted. That, yeah. that hit him hard. That hit him hard. It did. It yeah. did. It did. It was something he was passionate about, you know, um, at the time when he was younger. Um, and uh, it, it just it just hit him hard. It was a very, very tough decision to make uh, for us. Uh, but we had to make it. It just wasn't the right plug in for my son. Just wasn't. Yeah. And, I, and, you know, those are the things that you have, you have to make some tough decisions. Yeah. As yeah. parents, man. Yeah. yeah. It ain't, it doesn't always feel good, does it? No, no, no. it doesn't always feel good. <laughs> but you know, that's that, that's that thing that you were saying. We were talking about, you know, being your, your child's friend. Yeah. And then being the parent. I mean, something you gotta, you can't always be his friend, man. You gotta step up. You gotta step yep. up. You can be the enemy sometimes to him, you know, but you step up, get in there, and it's all, we gotta trust the process. Trust the process. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you think he's got a, a better understanding now looking back and understanding a better understanding of what was going Most on? Most definitely. Okay. Most that's definitely. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. That's what's he up. He knows what time it is now. He's Yeah. He's good to go. He's at peace with that thing. Yeah. And that's good. You know, and, and, and that's another balance, I think, between being a father uh of a child in general, right? Um, and or, or parent in general, and knowing that, okay, well, you know, and we never talk about or think about these things, but you know, one of one of our top goal, if we had to come up with three goals that we want to do, uh, make sure we check the box in terms of raising our kids. I believe one of those would be help them not to make the mistakes that I did. Would you agree with that? Right. Definitely. Yeah. Of course, we always want to help them, you know. But would you also agree that sometimes if we know the train isn't going to run off the track and we know they're probably about to make a mistake and they just dead set on going that direction, can we, I don't, I, Greg, I don't think we can protect them from everything. Sometimes, you know, they just got to see and learn and feel it for themselves because again, you know, kids, kids are different today, man. Kids are different. Mm-hmm. And you know, me and my wife could tell our kids something over and over and over and over. They blow it off. Whatever. Tell me if you ever experienced this. And then somebody from down the street, round the corner, next state over, say the same thing. And they're like, oh, okay. <laughs> that ever happened to you? Yes, sir. I don't yes, get sir. it. <laughs> I don't get it. I think they call that being in the echo chamber, man. You in the same house, you're hearing the same voice over and over and over again, saying the same thing. So you just instantly want to want to resist it but somebody else can say the same thing out on the outside and you pick it up and i'm like oh wow that's crazy man but uh i I do like what you said man and i keep going back to it plugging into these young folks these young men's passion to really find out where they are man um greg i think that's big so i'm gonna throw a curveball at you then i'm gonna let you go now but i gotta i gotta throw a curveball at you so greg if we would fast forward the tape right fast forward the tape what advice would you give to your son for raising his son when the time comes? All I right. Know, uh, I, know that's heavy. I know that's heavy, but I meant for it to be. That's a good one. <laughs> yeah. Let's see. I would say, for uh, one, just simply uh, leading by example. Yeah. If, if he's gotten a br- blueprint from me, and he knows what I did to raise him, and he turns out pretty good. Then he can he he's gonna tweak it, you know. Mm-hmm. But you're gonna have to lead by example. You're gonna have to do. Cause sometimes it's touch and go. Mm-hmm. But 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 you're gonna have to raise. He's gonna have to raise his kid, and uh, lead by example. I, Taking fishing, same way I took you fishing. Right. Uh, have uh, dinner at the table. Uh, it's a rule in the house. Uh, a rule my wife came up with some years ago. She's a very good woman. Uh, yeah. Blessed to have her. Uh, have dinner at the table. What dinner at the table allowed for us to do was to have conversation mm. at the table. No cell phones at the table. And and it opened up communication. You can talk about all kinds of things at the dinner yeah. table. Yeah. Um, and and then like like I said, just pretty much, just do what do what do what Dad did. Yeah, do what Dad did. And you'd be surprised. You'd be surprised. Uh, I call them I call them little big things. 
Mm-hmm. Making sure that your family eat dinner at the table is a little big thing. That's a big mm-hmm. thing. Like you talked about it, it the, just the communication, you know what I'm saying? And that time, that quality time together, especially knowing that you and, and you know, and your wife going in different directions and doing this and doing that. But to, just to take that time to slow down and catch up with the kids, let them know you care and just give that opportunity for communication is a big deal. I remember one time my, my daughter came home from school. She was, she was in middle school and uh, we were sitting there eating dinner, just like you talked about. We would eat mm-hmm. together at the table. And uh, and all of a sudden, she got sad and started crying. And I'm like, mm-hmm. Mom, what's up? You know, what's wrong? She said she was at school earlier in the day. And she told one of her friends, she said, uh, she said, my daddy is so crazy. You know, we were eating dinner the other day at the table, other night at the table. And he said this thing and we all just laughed. And, and the young lady she was talking to, the, the joke or whatever I said blew over her head. But she latched on to the fact, she said, you and your parents eat dinner at the table? Mm. Yeah, every night, every night. And the young lady said, I've never sat down and ate dinner with my parents. You know what I'm saying? And and as we were sitting there talking about it, you know, my daughter just got emotional, man. And it was like, you'd be surprised, man. But those little things that we miss, um, Little big things, but uh, but that's 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 real, man. That's real. Um, so I I definitely just wanted to uh, the 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 piggyback on that, man. That's that's big. That's big. That's right. Yeah, that's big. But Greg, man, I I really uh appreciate you coming on this evening, man, and just chopping it up a little bit and and talking about parenting and 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 raising a black son and 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 some of the challenges, knowing you know everything uh, that's going on. I, I like what you said about. The structure uh, and, and and keeping them busy, but the the, the thing I like you said the most, and and I, and and if you don't make the t shirt, I'm gonna go ahead and do it. I'm telling you right now, <laughs> yeah, man. Bug into his passion. That's right. And I would say, man, you know, in the name of this platform is safe conversation. I would say that for anybody, not just you raising your black son, but for anybody, your That's son, right. your daughter. I don't care who you talk, even if you're trying to build a relationship and you don't even know where to start. Plug into their passion. Just oh, yeah. like I said, I, th- I think that's important, man. But Greg, uh, you, I, I thank you, man. Would you would you come back and visit sometime to talk about something else? Sure, anytime. I appreciate you having me on. Yeah, you've been a great uh, great asset today, and uh, and I know uh, that this episode is going to be well received, man. So I thank you for that, and I thank everybody for listening. And do not sleep on the fact that just because it's called safe conversations. They soft conversations. We really talk about issues that impact us all. All right. And so till the next time, peace. The Safe Conversations with Kevin Waits podcast is hosted and produced by Kevin Waits. Executive producer, Ken Johnson. Find the Safe Conversations with Kevin Waits podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, Odyssey, Amazon Music, or where you get your podcasts. Find Kevin Waits on Facebook at Kevin Waits and join the Safe Conversations group. Follow the Mino Line Media Podcast Network on IG at Mino Line Media. Get the Mino Line Media app in the App Store or Google Play. The Safe Conversations with Kevin Waits podcast is a Mean Old Line Media production. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah. That's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.